With the world becoming increasingly unpredictable when it comes to your family's health, proactivity is key. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit contains eight essential medications like ivermectin, amoxicillin, and z Rest easy knowing that their chief medical team, including Dr. Peter McCullough, stand behind every kit. Visit twc.health slash Prager. Use the promo code Prager for an exclusive 10% discount. Don't take chances. Secure your family's health today with The Wellness Company. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager on the last day, not of the year, but the last broadcast day of the year. The next day that I talk to you will be the year 2024. A quarter of the 21st century will just about be passed. One more year. It is unbelievable. My friends, I wish I could give you a better report about 2023 and tell you that 2024 will be like, how shall we say, 2004, 1994, or 1984, the various fours that many of you lived through prior to this. So, I will try to be with you through the year to explain things, to encourage you to do the only thing that you can do, which is enjoy life to the extent that you can and fight. It is much more fun not to fight than to fight, at least for the healthy. But, as I mentioned yesterday, human beings are tested. We think when we speak about people being tested, we think about, you know, ordeals in life, sickness, family problems, financial problems, health problems. So we think of being tested. We don't think about being tested on a macro level. Because the truth is, living in America for most of its inhabitants has been not a testing life. Certainly through the 20th century. I say most of its inhabitants. We had Jim Crow laws in the South, fully aware of all of that. When you say in general, that's what you mean, in general. And those laws were, of course, lifted. And it became the desired place to live for millions upon millions of black people from Africa and the Caribbean, who saw in the United States exactly what most non-blacks saw in the United States, the best place to live on earth. 
and it is being wrecked because it is so easy to wreck. It, it, it is an irrational, in fact, anti-rational sickness that pervades the so-called woke or progressive or leftist. I'm going to look this up now because I always have to confirm. I was told by a trusted source, but I did not see it yet. I want to see what if, if it is true, because this will truly be a symbol, a symbol of the time in which we live. And it, let's see, Methodist Church, England, no wife or husband. See if that comes up with anything. Yeah, there you go. I knew I could trust him. If this does not symbolize the state of the Western world because of the sick, despicable folks of the left who are within churches as much as outside of churches, Methodist Church brands terms husband and wife offensive. This is from Christian.org.uk. The Methodist Church has claimed that ministers should avoid using the terms husband and wife because it conveys an assumption that is not, quote, the reality for many people. What does that mean, it is not the reality for many people? Because many people are not a husband or a wife? We'll find out. I'm just reading this in real time. The denomination made the statement in its inclusive language guide. Wow. These these people are a combination of sick and bad. It's a bad combination. But I don't know, can you be healthy and bad? Hmm. I gotta think that through. Can you be psychologically healthy and be a bad person? The inclusive language guide, which will be updated every six months, because the left changes language every six months, to advise congregations how to, quote, repent of any hurtful language. Now, here's a perfect example here of the deterioration of of moral thought within the religious community as well as the secular community. You know, when I say only secular people say men give birth, I may be mistaken. To the extent that these people are to be considered religious, if you affiliate as a Methodist in England, I I guess you consider yourself religious then maybe that is not fully accurate. Repent of any hurtful language. So you know wife and husband is hurtful language. I can't think of a more beautiful term, two terms, than wife and husband, frankly. When addressing groups which have been, quote, marginalized and or demonized by common culture, 
Who doesn't use the term, however? Gays use it. They're, they're particularly fond of using it. A woman married to a woman will say, this is my wife. A man married to a man will say, my husband. They're, they're actually adamant about saying it. I wonder if gays will, I don't mean individual gays, I mean spokespeople supposedly representing gays, but they represent gays as much as feminists represent women. But will they take an objection to this? Will they not have gays call the people they're married to husbands and wives? Interesting, isn't it? The LGBTQI plus human rights campaign, what will their position be? The most active and radical, or one of the most radical of the pro-LGBTQI plus, IA plus organizations. What is their position on this? Will they drop the, do they want to drop the words husband and wife? The guidance argued that, quote, relationships come in many varied expressions, and using the term parent, partner, and child are a good place to start. Really, you prefer partner to husband or wife? Wow. In sections addressing gender identity, again, this is from the Methodist Church of England, in sections addressing gender identity, the guide claimed that, quote, using a person's chosen pronouns is helpful as it honors their identity, noting that those of different genders may choose to use a gender-neutral ti- title such as mix. Uh-huh. And outside of the university and the Methodist Church of England, who will say Mix. Not Ms., not Mr., but Mix, M-X. It added, language such as brothers and sisters, while intended to be inclusive and friendly, doesn't take into account our non-binary friends. That's an interesting thing, the non-binary friends. How many of you listening have a non-binary friend? Is that a fair question? Our non-binary friends. Do you have any friends who identify as neither male nor female? You realize that that is considerably rarer than someone who is trans. We continue. My Pillow is excited to bring you their biggest bedding sale ever, just in time for Christmas. Get the Giza Dream Bed Sheets for as low as $29.98. A set of pillowcases only $9.98. Rejuvenate your bed with a My Pillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. All with the biggest discounts ever. They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2024, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everyone you know. 
So go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302 and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98 and get all your shopping done now while quantities last. MyPillow.com, promo code Prager. Now the state of Maine is going to ban a candidate from running for office. You, how do I put this? You You need to truly look into your soul and into your ability to reason if you think that we are watching anything but the undermining of America by the left. I don't care if you hate Donald Trump. If you hate Donald Trump, it is irrelevant to whether or not he can run for president. You have to have bought all the lies of the left to come to that point. A, there was an insurrection on January 6th, the first unarmed insurrection in modern history. B, you have to believe that he was a participant in the insurrection or it called called for it to take place, which he never did. Uh, he told people to go peacefully to the Capitol. We have that recorded. And you have to also explain why no one, not one defendant of January 6th, most of whom are political prisoners in the United States of America for its first time, political prisoners, just like the Soviet Union had them then you have to then explain how the, the, the former president could be guilty of a crime that nobody has been found guilty of. How could that be? How could he do it? Who's guilty of an insurrection? If it was an insurrection, why weren't any of these defendants tried as insurrectionists. But if you only read the New York Times, Washington Post, or CNN, or or NBC, or any of them, then you know nothing, you know nothing, you know nothing, you know nothing. I read that, but I also read the other side. You probably believe the vaccines didn't kill anybody. You probably think that it was a good idea to keep kids out of school for nearly two years. Because that's what the New York Times believed, and therefore you believe it. That's how it works. Did you once read any scientist who said, this is destructive? Do you know how many people have probably died as a result of the vaccine? It's not small. So when people like me said, we're not taking the vaccine. Oh, all hell broke loose. The unvaccinated. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Remember that? When I wrote about how stigmatized unvaccinated people were, the the, uh, pushback was so intense. Oh, really? Come on. Hatred, pure, undiluted hatred at the unvaccinated. I see the the number of utterly healthy, including athletes, at 30 years of age, just one day dropping dead. 
you don't think it's related to the vaccine, then you only read the New York Times or the L.A. Times. That's it. It means you don't care to search for truth. You have to see, You have to read both sides to search for truth. Read the Wall Street Journal opinion page, for example. Wow. Maine. There's a part of me that thinks that perhaps they want, the Democrats want Donald Trump to be nominated because they're, do every, they're doing everything possible to ensure that he is. These, these are unprecedented moments in American history. He was president for four years. What did he do that was fascistic or authoritarian compared to the, the truly fascistic activities of the Biden administration? I would even say regime. Like the 51 corrupt intelligence officials who a couple of weeks before the election in 2020... See, 2020, said that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. It's a pure, unadulterated lie. They lied because truth is not a left-wing value. That's why. Can America be saved? It's, it's It's a legitimate question. All I know is, I don't think about can it. I think about what can I do to save it. Those are my big words my, of advice as we enter what will likely be a very dark year in American history. Tangential, well, not tangential, but related to all of this is the unprecedented increase in anti-Semitism as a result of the left and a, a, a significant proportion of Muslim immigrants to the country and their children, now grown children. They brought with them Jew hatred. I played for you the beginning of a talk given at the San Diego Mosque. It's very scary. So let me tell you something. There is no more accurate indicator of a society in decline than widespread anti-Semitism. There has never been an example of widespread anti-Semitism in a society not in decline. Even if you don't happen to like all Jews, and I don't like all Jews, I don't like George Soros, I don't like Leon Trotsky, I mean, you don't have to like all Jews. The idea of liking all Jews is as preposterous as liking all anybody else. The issue isn't whether you like all Jews. The issue is whether you fight anti-Semitism. That's, this, is a, this is a very dark moment in American life. Okay. Jews afraid to wear the Star of David? Wow. We return in a moment. Well, come on, pretty baby, won't you walk with me? Amazing what we're living through. 
Woe unto those who call good evil and evil good. That is the Israel-Hamas issue. Israel is good and Hamas is evil. And every Palestinian and pro-Palestinian who is pro-Hamas, which is the same thing at this time, uh, is participant in evil. Well, what more did you need to know about the left? And much of the Muslim world is saturated with Jew hatred. Not all. Much. I have here a book. It's a monumental work. Just arrived. It's uh, titled The Legacy of Islamic Anti-Semitism by an MD named Andrew Boston. I'm going to have him on. The book is 700 pages, very small print. It's really like 1,500 pages. I don't know how he did all this research. It's uh, it's truly something. Yep. That's what it's about. It's about Jew hatred. There is a... uh, There's another story I want to bring to your attention. Since we're doing dark stuff, (laughs) might as well. (laughs) Might as well pour it on here. Let's see. Uh, Where is the Daily Caller piece? Here it is. Republican Governor Mike DeWine vetoes ban on sex changes for minors at the 11th hour. Yeah, so that's a Republican. He can, he's proud of himself. He thinks he's compassionate. Republican Governor Mike DeWine of Ohio issued a veto of a bill Friday that would ban doctors from performing sex change medical procedures on minors and bar biological males from competing in women's sports. I didn't quite follow part two. I'll read to you a statement on part one. I don't get it. A Republican governor, do you understand the tragedy of the Republican Party is how many nerds, I was going to use the word nebbish, but most people don't know that word. It's a great word. It's a a weak loser. That's what it is. It's amazing how many, and a lot of these are nice people, but when we think of the, the, the list of people who ran for president... And they stood, individually honorable people. Bob Dole was an honorable man. And by the way, I campaigned for him. I campaigned for all of them. They were honorable people. But they I don't know a single thing they stood for. Neither do you. Neither did they. The bill was introduced by Republican State Senator Gary Click in February overwhelmingly approved by the House of Representatives in Ohio and the State Senate. DeWine went on at length during a press conference about his discussions with families who claimed that their children would be dead without gender-affirming care. Did he speak, by the way, did Mike DeWine, this fool, did he speak to any people who regretted the ruination of their life by the despicable people who do this to children? the sick surgeons and the sick therapists. 
Did he speak to any of them? I'll bet he didn't. Why not? Because he didn't give a damn to. Yes, minors, get it? You want your breasts off, girl? You think you're a boy? In Ohio, that's fine with this Republican governor. Yes, the parents said their children would be dead without gender-affirming care. By the way, do you realize how Orwellian the phrase is? Gender-affirming care is affirm the gender you are. That's the irony. It's anti-agenda. It's gender-denying care. (laughs) That's the irony. The Orwellian world in which we live, Orwell could not have imagined this. Gender-affirming care. You're a boy, we affirm you're a girl, and that's gender-affirming. And everybody buys it. Like Mike DeWine of Ohio. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The happy make the world better, and the unhappy make it worse. Happiness is a moral obligation you can't impose your lousy mood on others. It's the happy, happy. Those are the original lyrics, everybody. Yes, indeed. I dug them up. My friends, the last happiness hour of the year, 2023. Next year will be the 25th anniversary of the happiness hour. A quarter of a century. A lot of Americans were not born when when I did the first happiness hour. That would include Sean McConnell. Born right after I began the happiness hour. The youngest engineer in radio history did his first show at four. My friends, welcome to the happiness hour. So this is a uh, a year-end edition. And I have a couple of questions for you, and I will react to your responses, as opposed to the usual where you react to what I say. And I will offer, obviously, some thoughts independently. So, two questions. One, to the extent that you can assess it, and it may not be assessable, what is your happiness level at the end of 2023 compared to your happiness level one year ago at the end of 2022? That may not be answerable. You may not simply recall that. But here is the more pressing question. Has the state of American society, and indeed the world, gotten you down? That's a big one. I wonder, is it, I guess it's possible to tune out. There are, there must be a lot of people who have tuned out, willfully or just subconsciously so as not to be affected 
by what's going on. I, I suspect it's a fair number. Be, the number of people tuned out is, is rather large, I, I suspect, and often they're tuned out and yet they still participate. Like all the young people who chant from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, and they don't know what river or what sea. It's remarkable. I, I, I'm convinced half the people who make that chant who are not from the Middle East, in other words, not Middle East Muslims, uh, but rather uh, uh, American non-Muslims who chant that, uh, have no idea what they're chanting. They just know that hating Israel is popular today because it's the colonizer. I've warned all of my life that the left has obliterated the good-evil distinction and substituted powerful and weak, white and non-white, rich and poor, and now you have colonizer and colonized. So the British brand the practice of widows killing themselves uh, the funeral pyre of their dead husband. Was that a good thing that the colonizers did? The colonizers did a lot of bad things. And by the way, they, as usual, it's complex. Belgium was a hell of a lot crueler in Congo than Britain was in Canada or the United States. We were, we were colonies. But the, to the best of my knowledge, no Americans went to Britain and uh, tortured people to... Brits to death, and then bragged about it. So the question on the table is, watching our society being destroyed from within, but it's not destroyed yet. I want you to understand that. There's a lot of fight in the anti-left forces in this country. They dominate every major institution of the society, but they don't dominate every mind in the society. They're trying to ban the Republican presumptive candidate from even running in Maine now and elsewhere. It's, it's quite remarkable what we're watching. So I'm curious, has this gotten you down? So let me talk about Dennis for a moment while you call. 1-8-Prager-776-877-243-776. So let me, as you know, I am about as open and transparent as anyone in public life is. And it's... A challenge, and it is also very important to me to, to do so. It does get me down. I how, how could it not? I'm watching the greatest country ever created being destroyed by its own population, or half of its own population. I, I am watching, as an American and as a Jew, I am watching for the first time serious amounts of anti-Semitism from the left and from the uh, organized Muslim community. Not every Muslim. But that's where, that's where all the hatred is coming from. Nearly all. Let's put it that way. 
the number of actual Nazis in the country is dwarfed by the number of radical leftists. So it, it does, how could it not have an effect? I'm human. But what, so what do I do with it? This is what I do. I lead as, I continue to lead as happy a life as I can in my daily life. I, I, I owe it to me. I owe it to all my loved ones and I owe it to you. If I got on every day depressed, it, uh, would not be a good thing. And you'd probably stop listening. No fun to hear a depressed person. And I fight. Between leading a personally fulfilling life, which includes, obviously, as you know, religion, which includes fighting for the United States of America and its founders. I love its founders more every day. I didn't think I could love them more than I did a few years ago, but I do. I so appreciate these giants. And they they worried that this could happen. This was made for a religious and moral people. It won't work with any other. Warned, was it John Adams, I believe? It's a republic if you can keep it. Is that Benjamin Franklin? If you can keep it. Yeah. One eight Prager seven seven six eight seven seven two four three triple seven six. Again, what I do is I continue to lead a fulfilling personal life. By the way, you'll you'll find it really interesting to watch my fireside chat. I've done three hundred and twenty in a row, uh, with one exception, one one week exception when I had COVID. And I could have done it, but we didn't insist that the PragerU crew come to my house. And the latest PragerU fireside chat that I give every week, the latest, is with my younger son, Aaron Prager. You'll be very, very, very moved, really moved. If you know anyone who's adopted and if you know anyone who has had or does have drug alcohol problems, this this could be a life changer, this dialogue I had with my son. And he now has a podcast, AP, as, for Aaron, as in Aaron Prager, AP Unfiltered, one word. But you would, uh, you'd really enjoy that. So uh, my, the pleasure I get in my marriage... And from my family is, and from my friends is immense. From my work, from my hobbies, from my religion. But I cannot deny that watching my beloved country being ruined by the Democratic Party, which is the party of the left, not the liberal, is, is distressing. So, what do we do?
Did you know that close to 90% of pharmaceuticals in the U.S. are produced outside of the U.S.? So what happens when the next global crisis strikes? Countries clamp down on exports, they stockpile, the prices of drugs rise, and the pharmaceutical shelves in America are empty. That's where the Wellness Company can help. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit holds eight life-saving medications that every American should keep in his or her home. If you have Tylenol, you should have this kit. The kit contains antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics like amoxicillin, ivermectin, z and more. It also includes a 22-page guidebook with instructions on safe usage. From benign tick bites to extreme bioterror events, every scenario is covered. Head to twc.health Prager and grab your medical emergency kit. That's twc.health Prager. Code Prager to save 10% at checkout. This is the emergency kit that you want to have on hand. Be safe, be prepared, and stay well. Kits are only available in the USA. The happiness hour every Friday, the last one of the 2023 year. I started it in 1999. I wrote my book in 1998. Happiness is a serious problem. So the question is, how has the war against America affected your happiness? Louisville, Kentucky, Jennifer, the famous Jennifer of Louisville. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Okay, I have to tell you, I do have a very lovely life. I have grown kids that do well. I have a grandchild, a grandchild on the way. Both my parents are alive. My sister and I are very close, very lovely. But I'm consumed with the state of the world. I am very negative about it. Um, When I go out and leave my house, I get annoyed by the people begging on the streets, um, people shopping in their pajamas. Customer service is so lacking everywhere. Kids in shopping carts with phones that triggers me i mean it just is awful to be around people and awful to not be so i have tried and actually part of this just since listening to you today and i've been thinking about it this month is i do need more hobbies i think those will make me happier it'll distract me more and also to become a fighter i was like i wonder how you would recommend that like, I do little protest things, like I didn't wear a mask, and I got kicked out of some places. I have Trump T-shirts that I wear. I have a Trump cap that I wear. But I don't know if that's really fighting. I, I would need advice on how to be more of a fighter. You know, that's a great subject, and I need to address that, especially as 2024 begins. So one thing you need to know is that helping the fighters is as important as fighting. So I do help you. <laughs> yeah. Turning point. All right. Good. Well, bless you. Okay. That's that's an example. Another example is for you to get out there through uh, uh, tweeting or xing, if you will, uh, okay. through uh, through all the social media that you have, where you don't have to yell, you don't have to scream, you don't have to insult. Just say, I, I think people ought to read this 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 article or or here is a, a terrific meme that expresses a lot of what is happening so the the power of the individual in that regard is is quite great today because of social media the most you could have done prior to this is write a letter to the editor mhm yeah 
Yeah. Now, by the way, in, in all of your litany of uh, or listing of people mattering, there was no husband. Is that deliberate? Oh, I have a no, no, no. I have a very amazing, wonderful husband. Okay, good. All right. But so, I yes, do project you, some negativity on him when I'll go out and I come back home. And I'll by the way, what you listed is it was an intelligent list that you provided. It, oh, it, well, it is you. depressing to see to see people. Where were all these homeless twenty years ago, fifty years ago? How, yeah. how come when when America was much poorer, uh, these people somehow okay. figured out how not to stay on the street and not and not defecate in in the middle of San Francisco? How how could that? Uh, why was that possible? And yes, yeah. the, the way people dress, I do find that depressing. When you mm-hmm. spoke about the pajamas, I I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, there's no question. It was a happier time when people dressed up to go to a baseball game. No question. No question. And my heart aches for my grandson and future granddaughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what really adds to my depression. Hmm. And yeah. sadness. Well, listen, you're a kindred spirit. I wish you a wonderful year because if you have one, I'll have one. Look, I feel the same. I. I what am I going to say to you, folks? You think I you, ha- you think I have contempt for you? <laughs> That's what it would entail for me to say. Oh, gee, I read you this litany of sick stuff, like I did the last hour. The Methodist Church in England is dropping the words "husband" and "wife" because they're not inclusive. Our brother and sister; these people are sick and disgusting. There is nothing Christian about that. It is the antithesis. Uh, of biblical religion, the antithesis. It's just destructive. It is 100% destructive. So, of course, it ha- yes, it has an impact. But uh, ask my wife, ask my kids, ask my friends, uh, ask the people I work with every day, some of whose names I actually uh, do recall well. Um, uh, what... Uh, um, uh, McConnell, ask for example. Ask them. Why am I always in a cheerful mood? Because moods are, to a large, certainly behavior, is to a very large extent a choice, and it doesn't do anybody good if I'm down. So that's a uh, a, a very very good thing. Chicago and Matt, hello. Hey, Dennis, uh, love your show. I love this program. You know, I had a uh, really wonderfully intelligent, beautiful priest tell me one time not to attach yourself to anything of this world. Not your spouse, not your children, not your grandchildren, not your job, not your status in life, not the state of the church, not the state of the state, not the state of the country. Attach yourself only to God. When you attach yourself only to God— Everything else takes its right order. You won't be a worse husband attaching yourself only to God. You'll be an infinitely better one. Yeah, but then hold on. But then you haven't attached yourself only to God. You have attached yourself first to God. If you can't attach yourself only to God and be attached to your wife, it's it's contradictory English. Well, I, I... I, I don't I don't see it I don't see it that way. 
I, I see it as, um, you know, attaching yourself. Well, only, only means only. That means there are no other attachments. That That's what mean, only means. Well, but that doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't mean that you're not part of their lives. It doesn't mean. Well, that it does. It you. does. That means you're not attached. Are you? This is a very, look, this is a call that I, I appreciate immensely because this is a, a not uncommon sentiment among some religious people. And uh, I don't know where it comes from. Well, I have an idea where it comes from, but that's not important. Uh, the Let me say a, a word about this, cause, or a few words about this, because this is truly significant to me. God is first, but God isn't only in terms of our attachments. It does, there's no Jewish or Christian basis for that. As I mentioned in passing, Jesus says the two great commandments are love God and love your neighbor. So does loving your neighbor involve no attachments? And you shall be as one flesh with your wife. God says this in Genesis. That's not an attachment. God said, and this I got this from a, a pastor, a Christian pastor. It's not good for man to be alone. He was saying that about Adam who did, in fact, have God in his life. Back in a moment. So now I laugh just a little more. I am much taller than I did before. I know I'm not where I need to be. But I thank God that I'm not where I used to be. Eric, I used to be. Has the decline of the United States and its associated pathologies men give birth girls who want their breasts cut off should have their breasts cut off staggering hatred of Israel and those who support it it's a lot of sick signs and they're by the way they're usually the same people what percentage of people who say men give birth hate Israel 98%? Yes. So how has uh, this affected your happiness? And what can you do about it? Uh, I've, I've addressed it in my own life. I will repeat it before the hour is over. And let's go to St. Paul, Minnesota, and Thomas. Hello. Hey, Dennis. Thank you for taking the call. Yes, sir. So all those things that you and the lady from uh, Lexington, Kentucky, just listed, you know, the, the the wardrobe, everything else. I mean, it was bugging me really, really bad. And then one day I was listening to you and you said, and, and prior to that, anyway, you said despair is a sin. Yeah. And I thought, I thought... I cannot, I, I can let this stuff bug me, and I can, you know, let it get under my skin, or I can just say, these people are troubled, um, and I, but I cannot despair. I have to trust, trust that God, this is, as I say to my older sister, I say, it's not our world, it's God's world, and he's in charge, to the point that, it will either be or it won't be 
a pleasant outcome here. But it's not our, we're not in control. We're not in control of the world. So that's what prevents you from despairing. Yes, absolutely. You know, because I think, like I was at uh, the mass this morning, and I thought, I, you know, I just have to trust Jesus, and I, I cannot despair because it's giving up for one thing. And the other thing, Dennis, is I see some light. I see a light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, the way things are unfolding politically, you know, um, and I'm not a, a, a fool into thinking that even if things change politically, everyone's going to start dressing like they're adults or, or customer services is going to straighten out or everyone's begging at, I mean, every parking lot you pull out of, uh, there's someone standing there with a sign, you know, all that is going to disappear, you know, that, that. But you, you, that's right. But there, I want to comment on that. Thank you. And and to the extent possible, a happy new year to you. So my theology is a drop different. God is the creator of the world. God knows exactly what is happening. God told us how to live, but he has ceded control to a large extent, not completely to us. That's why bad people can do what they do. God God did not control that. I was reading before this show more testimony as to what happened to women on October 7th to Israeli women. Not only violently, I mean truly violently raped, but stabbed while being raped cut their faces open. One woman's breasts were cut off, or breast was cut off, and they threw it around. People don't want to know about that, because they they don't care about evil. They care about colonizer and colonized. It's the literally amoral world of the left. So God allows these things to happen, that that is clear. Now, if you believe God is in control, but nevertheless you will fight evil as best as you can, I have no issue with you. My fear is that God in control will lessen the amount of fight in people against evil. And it does say in Proverbs, those of you, or Psalms, those of you, it's Psalms, Those of you who love God must hate evil. It is a command. You don't hate evil, you don't love God. Hey everybody, this is at the final hour of the year for my show. Well, I have said that 40 times in my lifetime. Enjoy the music, my friends. We have a winning team here. I don't want to get caught flat-footed, whatever the hell that means. What does caught flat-footed mean? 
that you can't run anymore because you're flat-footed? You could be knocked over, you're not on your toes? That's very good. Very good, Sean. I may even thank you as a result of that. Thank you. Could you, could you, I need to react to the emotion behind that. Thank you. My friends, a lot of people make this show possible. It is amazing when I think of it, actually. It's like at the end of a movie, you see all those credits. Doesn't it blow your mind how many people it took to make that movie? It is really, it's quite something. So let me do that. Call in on anything you want, and then I'll take your calls. This is the hour you set the agenda, whatever's on your mind about you, about me, about life, about death. And, of course, about audio equipment, photography equipment, cigars, classical music, and what did I miss? Fountain pens? I did. I said photography, audio, and, and cigars, and uh, now I'm missing two fountain pens. Now I'm missing one. Come on, Sean, give me classical music. Thank you. You know why audio equipment seems to incorporate that. So, folks, a lot of people make this show possible, and let me say their names. And if I Missed any, send your hate mail to Alan Estrin. <laughs> Alan doesn't get any hate mail. It's not right. It's. Oh, is that the background music for the thank yous? Yeah, that makes sense. The man who put that on is the technical director, the chief engineer. Man without whom... I might even have a happier life. I mean, without whom... God, can't believe that came out. How did that come out? <laughs> Sean McConnell. I think we should interrupt Olang Syne with M-double-C-O-double-N. You don't think so? You can't do it? The operating system is down. Sean, bless you. How many years are we together, Sean? Is that true? 18 years? Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a... 16 years. So how old were you 16 years ago? I'm not, I'm not kidding. I don't remember your age now. No, that doesn't help when you were born. Just subtract 16 from what you are today. Do you believe this, ladies and gentlemen? You were 32? Studio manager Rick Locke. Rick, thank you, sir. Because without Rick, when would I say, is Rick there? Three of the words I most commonly say. Rick, does your wife like the show? Good. Our video operators, Antonio Smith and Manuel Berrio Martinez. Gentlemen, thank you and muchas gracias. Our screeners, oh, these women. Is it just three women? Is that right? 
Jennifer Ray, Suzette Kirby, and Leslie Friedman. And they they do it. They man the operation, even though they're women. No, they're terrific. They're terrific as people, not just as uh, screeners. Carol A. Support Staff, Mark Pollock. Mark and I, Mark goes back way beyond me at Salem. He was at the very beginning of Salem. He's also a magnificent jazz drummer. Richard Bly, thank you, sir. Jim Tinker to you, too. And Zach Ecaldi, who is in the studio here. So he could be uh, on either list of thank yous, actually. Anyway, nobody gives you a thumbs up like Zach. All the GMs and sales and promotion staffs at all my stations, and especially here at my home station, KRLA in Glendale, California, the general manager, Terry Fay, and all of you here, I have a wonderful time with the people here. It's very moving. All of you in, at uh, the Salem stations around the country, and all of my affiliate stations, thank you. Without you, nobody hears this show. It's as simple as that. At the Dallas headquarters of Salem, they have headquarters in Dallas and in California, Tom Trattop, got a great family, Mitchell Thibodeau, Frank Lagar, Matt Mungle, Rob Ellis runs the Prager store. Rob is a good soul. Always, always love working with you, with all of you guys. You have, again, you have no idea how many people make this possible. Phil Boyce in New York. And he's not in New York. That is inaccurate. He's now in Florida. Maybe the official base is New York. But he's senior vice president of the Salem Radio Network. And brings many years of incredible achievement in radio to the Salem Radio Network. And Eric Hansen in New York. Eric, whom I mislabeled as a Rangers fan. And I, I'll never let that down. Camarillo, California. Dan San, Dave, excuse me, Dan. Dave Santrella, man I adore. He's a very good soul. The CEO of Salem Media Group. And really, I'm surrounded by good people. It's a big reason for the enthusiasm I have every day. I like working for these people. They, they of course, need to make money because for the company because otherwise the company doesn't, doesn't perform. I mean, there's no company. Talk radio remains the, the most powerful vehicle for conservative thought. Dave Santrell is the CEO. Ned Atzinger is the founder of Salem Media. The man is a legend, rightly so. He doesn't believe he's a legend, but he is. Executive chairman of the board of directors. He's the man who directly hired me in 1999, one of the happiest days of my life. And I want to thank the guest hosts who've sat in for me when I'm off in no particular order except the one that was sent to me because I could talk about all of these people. Mark Davis, Mark Eisler, Bob Franz, Carl Jackson, John Hinderaker, Amala Epinobi, 
and Julie Hartman. Julie and I do a podcast for Salem, Dennis and Julie. Watch two of them. You will want to watch all of them. They're almost 100 up. Every week, we don't miss. So these are uh, special people. Thank you all. And a happy and healthy new year to you and to your loved ones. And now to your calls, ladies and gentlemen. Prescott, Arizona. Kurt, hello. Happy New Year, Dennis. Thank you, sir. I've got a, before I get to my topic, I've got an answer to a burning question you've had lately. Um, the reason that the feds don't include fuel and food in their inflation figures is to save money on COLAs and Social Security. That's fascinating. I have to, I have to, I have to look into that. That is fascinating. Look, whatever the reason, the, the, and this is not a Republican or or Democratic issue, it's a lie. The the um, the yeah. inflation figures are a lie. They, if they don't include energy and, and food, then, then it's, oh. it's 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 a fraud. Stay on with me. I want to. I know you called in on another matter, and I want. That's why I took your call. But that's important. Inflation is down. Oh, yes, you're paying double for the food you eat. The prices at fast food places are, are, are unbelievable. We continue. I'm Dennis Prager. Okay, what's on your mind? Back to Prescott, Arizona, and Kurt. Hello, Kurt. Hi, Dennis. I'm sitting in the middle of a beautiful forest here right now. <laughs> um, anyways, my 35-year-old son hasn't spoken to me pretty much in almost 10 years. Um, it all kind of started, uh, I had a business that was pretty successful making audio video editing furniture, and I, I took care of him pretty well financially. My, his wife... His mother and I were divorced for a long time. But when he was going to USC, my business was failing in the recession. And I was giving him money to pay all his student loans off. And I had to stop. And um, I didn't know this, but he got pretty annoyed at me. And when my business ultimately failed, I started selling hardware on Amazon and eBay and was starting to do pretty good and growing every month. And I sent him an email and asked him if he'd like to get involved and put some money into it. And I said, you don't have to do it if you don't want to, if you can't. And he never spoke to me again. Um, I sent him after six months a pretty nasty email for him ignoring me. And he finally emailed me back and said that he resented me for not giving him that money anymore. And he said a few other things, which he had some viable things about things that he didn't like about me, which was fine. But years went by, and then I found out he was getting married from a cousin in Montana. Um, I ended up going to his wedding. I thought everything would be okay. We hugged. He told me he loved me. I waited a couple weeks, sent him an email. So let's get together and have lunch and talk. Boom. No more. Years went by, and I basically had come to the conclusion that I was nothing but a sperm donor, and I didn't have a son anymore. I forgot about it. I stopped sending him emails. I stopped texting him. 
Well, two years ago, my mother calls me and tells me a week before that he and his wife were having a baby. So he actually invites me over to my mother's house to meet my granddaughter. I go over there with my then girlfriend, and we hung out for a couple hours, and we left, gave me a hug, said he loved me, hasn't spoken to me since. Um, it hurts more now with the little girl involved. And I wasn't feeling too good around Christmas. I sent him a message and got no response. And I, I Is he your only child? Me. Yes. Uh, Does he talk to oh, your I'm ex-wife? Saying, oh, yeah, they're real close. Real, 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 real close. Um, in fact, you know, I was struggling after I had shut my business down, ultimately lost my home. Um, he buys his mother new cars, and, which I did for him. Um, but anyways... I put a post up on Nextdoor here about how I was feeling and my son not speaking to me. Dennis, you would be astonished. Hundreds of people responded, getting a lot of support. People telling stories about their kids, their grandkids, their kids and their grandkids not speaking to them. And and a lot of it wasn't political. It was just yeah. stupid. Well, you know? look, uh, I have, uh, I think, alone in talk radio and and almost alone elsewhere talked about this for decades I consider it a pandemic the pandemic of cruelty to parents I did a PragerU video on it you should see it you should send it to your child it's five minutes they can invest the time I think it's called pandemic of cruelty up at PragerU. It is another example of the breakdown of society. There is virtually no human being in history that did not have any problems with a parent. The narcissism of the, the last three generations, starting in the 60s, the staggering narcissism, I don't know my parents a damn thing, is new. This is new in history. And it's partially attributable to the religious breakdown as well. Because there is something called the Ten Commandments for Jews and Christians, and it includes honor your father and mother. A concept for vast numbers of young people is antiquated. All right, watch that video at PragerU. Okay, Pacoima, California. Larry, hello. Yeah, hello, Dennis. Hi. How are you? Good. Uh, Dennis, I'm wondering if, if uh, uh, Donald Trump is the nominee of the Republican Party, are you going to vote for him? Why would you think I wouldn't? What has ever led you to believe otherwise? Know. Because I think he may be ineligible. Well, you just said if he's the nominee, so he that means he would be yeah, eligible. I, I, let me back up for a second. If he if if he's disqualified, what will you do? I'll vote for the official nominee. I, I will vote. My agenda is not Trump. My agenda is defeating the left. I, I I am not never I am not I'm not never Trump and I'm not only Trump. I am only defeat the left. The left is destroying the West. 
and, of course, America. The left is evil. Liberals enable the left, but they're not evil. It's evil. And if their support of Hamas has not revealed that to you, nothing will. These are truly vile people. They think they're good. George Soros goes to bed at night thinking he's a good human being. But I don't know almost any evil person who doesn't think he's good. So uh, that these people think that they have good intentions is, is uh, as I point out, regularly irrelevant. Defeating the left is all that matters. That is why I am very, very unhappy with the way Republicans shoot one another. You don't like Nikki Haley? She's infinitely better than Biden and the Democrats. You don't like Vivek? He's infinitely better than the Democrats and Joe Biden. You don't like Trump? He's infinitely better than the Democrats and Biden. Hello, everybody. Dennis Prager here. The hour that you set to the agenda, the final hour of the week each week. Third hour of the Friday show. Okie Let's see here. Los Angeles and Sean. Hello. Thank you, Mr. Prager. Um, I wanted to see, I've heard you mention in the past that... Uh, Eastern religions have some wisdom. I wanted to see how did they come about that wisdom without any revelation and uh, what the difference is between that wisdom and the received wisdom that we see in Judaism and the West in general. Uh, It's a very intelligent question. What they, what they do have is what the, to use 12 step language, they have belief in a higher power. They, uh, Buddhism doesn't believe in a god like we, like we in the Western, the Judeo-Christian world does. Uh, Hind- Hinduism ha- has something analogous and, is, of course, has many, many, many gods. But there, there's also a chief god. But th- for both the Buddhist and the, uh, uh, and the Hindu... Any Eastern religion, or certainly those two, there is something that transcends you, and there is a body of wisdom that transcends you. So that is very important. Uh, Obviously, I prefer the body of wisdom that emanates from the Bible, and the biblical world has produced uh, you know, the biblical world ended slavery. The Eastern world did not. The biblical world uh, cre- created uh, the modern democracy, created women's rights, c- created the uh, the science that we have. This did not come from the Buddhist world. So there, there have been objectively uh, greater achievements in, in, in this world. So, ne- but nevertheless, they do have. Uh, they don't rely on the individual to make up all wisdom, which is what you have at the American Secular University. Does that make sense? Yeah. And um, if I could ask just a separate um, 
uh, question kind of related. Okay. Um, you used to see, well, you, you would always say that, kind of unrelated, but <laughs> um, you would say that the left thinks the right is evil and we think they're wrong. But now you say the left That's is right. Evil. Yes, that's correct. Because I was I, I, always I heard refer- you. Yeah, you're right. Because I was always referring to liberals. Liberals thought the, the right is evil, unfortunately. Uh, but now, uh, but now, yes, I, I, I have to stand by what I say. I believe the left is evil. That is correct. What they are doing to children, what they are doing to America, what they are doing to free speech, uh, is if that's not evil, their support of Hamas, uh, their hatred of Israel, their hatred of of liberty. If that doesn't constitute evil, nothing does. So you, it's a very fair question, and yes, I have modified my uh, view on that matter. That is correct. Bothell, Washington, and Jerry, hello. Hey, Dennis. Hey, I really like the way you listen and think. It's, Thank you. it's fun to listen to. Good. Hey, um, I stumbled across what I think, until I'm proven wrong, is the greatest stereo system ever. And here's what it is. In, uh, I don't know what year, in the 80s, Sony released a television, a Trinitron 10th anniversary color TV, and it was this giant box that had two speakers on either side of the 30-inch CRT that they bragged about because they uh, had to come up with new glass-blowing techniques to not have it implode. And I saw it in the stores, and they made a 1,000 of them for their 10th anniversary. And uh, I really wanted one, but they wanted 10 grand for the thing. So years went by, and finally they couldn't sell them, and they blew them up for 1000 bucks. and I bought one. I used that thing until the CRT died. And then it sat in my basement. Well, not my basement. I couldn't get it down the stairs. But anyhow, um, for years, and I was like, someday I want to resurrect it. So I I found a flat screen that would fit in between the speakers. And then it was time to hook up a stereo or something to it. And I had this receiver from when I was in high school, an old Pioneer. And uh, I hooked that thing up. And I remembered that the Sony engineers had bragged not about the picture, but about how good the sound was. And well, it, sure that, enough, yes, I'm that listening. is, it is true. It is, uh, it may not fascinate most of my listeners, but it is fascinating to me. And it should fascinate people who were not in it. It, it. It's very interesting that they would have come up with something as, as nobody thinks of the speakers with a, uh, you know, a video screen. They think of it, but it's not nearly as much as the visual. I'm sure the sound is terrific. It's not the best uh, stereo sound available. I mean, the loneliest monk used chopsticks to eat ice cream. Saw the things that go unseen. Knows exactly what I mean. The loneliest monk never ventured from his range. 
Well, this was a discovery of mine in Munich, Germany, earlier this year at the International Audio Show, one of the rooms showing off great equipment, played this song, and I fell in love with it. An, an area that I, of distinct difference with my wife, who hates the song. Well, everybody, it's that bittersweet moment of saying goodbye to 2023. It doesn't end, of course, until Sunday, but that's two more days, and I don't broadcast Saturdays and Sundays anyway. Well, I really do hope for a year of of peace in America, but most importantly, because you could achieve peace on occasion through through terrible control of a society. Of of a return, my dream is a return to the founders who created the freest, most giving country ever made with all its flaws. That's what I hope for. If you rely on the school system, it won't happen. I'm hoping that people do, in fact, take their kids out of schools, homeschool them. It'd be good for your family, be good for you, Terrific for the society. In the meantime, I look forward to another year with you. I have been granted great energy and great health. I know how lucky I am every day, especially with my wife, children, and friends. My cup runneth over. And that includes you from whom I have learned an immense amount. So I wish you, as I wish me, a blessed year. And it is in our hands, to a large extent, how blessed it will be. That's the key point. Thank you. Happy New Year. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525.